You're listening to Barely on Topic with B.A. The biggest fraud of all is coming up. Nick. Here comes the bagel boy himself. Anthony. A puck goes over the glass. Every stupid player on the ice puts their hand up. Jeff. Then I moved to Canada. And Tim. Probably not. She'll be with us next week. Her tour of America ended late last night, and she just needs a day to recover. But she'll be back next week. So we just got uh, Anthony, Jeff, and Tim, and myself. I'm the Bagel Bruin. So let's start with the game of the week. Okay, so the yeah. game only just ended, what's that, like an hour, hour and a half ago? Pretty much. Against Tampa. Funny game. Mm-hmm. Didn't look good to start with. Poor uh, John Michael Lyles crashed into the end boards and left the game with only about two minutes, uh, 45 seconds played. And that was brutal. That looked brutal. It was scary. Yeah. And it's no fault to anyone. Both he and Bishop were going hard at the puck. It just happened to trip over his stick, and it looked like he pretty much went head first into the boards there, and it just didn't look good at all. He tripped over the stick and equated. Basically, yeah. <laughs> so right away we're going into most of the game, but, you know... Oh, 57 some odd minutes of the game with five defensemen. Then suddenly, and shortly after, McQuaid went down the tunnel. Came back before the end of the period, though. Yeah, I think they said he was off for like four minutes. So. And then at the end of the first, uh, Krug got in a fight with Nikita Kucherov. Fight. Air quotes. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. They both swung and missed. Seven minutes of the period between between his fighting major and an instigator penalty. Yeah, and when all what? that stuff happens, you get Kevin Miller playing. What? Uh, 26, 26 minutes. 26 minutes and 42 seconds playing time. Nine minutes in the first alone. <sighs> Nine plus, I should say. How did Krug get the instigator, though, when Kucherov, like, hacked at the back of his legs a dozen times? Yeah, I don't know, but, uh... It did. Oh, sorry. No, it wasn't an instigator. He got, a uh, He and Kucherov both got two minutes for slashing. Mm. Oh, they did get matchings? Okay. Matching slashing, which is... Like, while okay, under other circumstances, losing Krug in exchange for Kucherov is actually a pretty re- a pretty decent trade. Yeah, it's a plus. Given the fact that at that point, Krug was our only left-shot defenseman in the game. Yeah, that was a little scary. Yeah. So anyway, so the beginning of the second, we were playing only right-shot defensemen, and only four of them. And it worked. <laughs> it, it worked. It did. <laughs> well, this is just... Yeah. This is really should be the Bruins' game plan from now on. Just just stick to like four and a half defensemen. I think and apparently yeah. not your best four and a half. Yeah, just just whatever. Yeah, no, just any. Yeah, just any. I mean, draw names out of a bucket. I want to say too, Carlo. He played over twenty four minutes in the game too, so he played a huge role. He played second most by a fair shot. Krug, part actually, you know, when you look, when you think about how long he was out for the beginning of the second though. Yep. Krug playing twenty three twenty nine means that Krug would Krug. On a availability basis, played far and away the most of the game. Mm-hmm. And he did well. He had. I, it looks like the goal that initially had been given to him was taken off and given to uh, Bacchus. Yeah, he's got two assists. He's down for two assists for the game, not a goal now. Um, but hey, two assists. That's. I mean, he had forty something last year, so it's good to see him kind of getting the offense going and kind of being a little bit of a playmaker there. And mm-hmm. let's celebrate the fact that it was a power play goal. Celebrate. Yeah. Actually, that's, that's Jazz, hey. Exactly. It's true. <laughs> no, that, um, that, watch that goal. I watched the breakdown that uh, Nesson provided, 
and moving Krejci, who normally plays on the blue line on the power play. You know, it was a design play where he passes it and goes behind the red line, behind the goal, and it created so much movement. They Clearly, the Bruins listened to our podcast last week. Yes, Anthony. Sidebar on the Nesson coverage. Thank God November is over in three days because Jaffe's mustache is atrocious. Oh, Dear Lord, yes. he's got it's the full bad. Frank Zappa going there. It's savage. And he looks like my stepdad. Kind of <laughs> I don't mean that in a bad way because I like my stepdad. He's a good guy. <laughs> oh, okay. But that's weird. And I'm I like, no. <laughs> but anyway, progress. <laughs> oh, Actually, Jeffy's uh, suit against, during the Calgary game was something special, or Thanksgiving. He wore plaid in one of those games, and it was it was bad. Like, <laughs> this man just does not give any two craps about life anymore. He's got the, the mustache, he's got the suit, and he also had some of the worst commentary I ever heard about Pasternak being back. It was so bad, I'm, I can quote it today. He was asked about the importance of Pasternak being back uh, in, for the Thanksgiving Day game. Oh, it sure is nice. That pasta's back in the kitchen and boiling. Wow, that was good. I, I, I laughed. It's like the gibberish you record for, like, to, to be the commentary when, on, on a video game. Yeah. I dig it. Something I'd say. Yeah. It's like old school it. Madden football chatter. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it, yeah, I, I know. Maybe he was still drunk from his Thanksgiving meal earlier. I just don't like him that much. Although I'm sure his charity work is fantastic. Oh, it's absolutely yes. fantastic. When you get to the actual substance part of his commentary, it's pretty decent. It it's is. It's just yeah. all the other stuff. He's got a... It's a lot of stuff. <laughs> He's like a, a New England Don Cherry kind of. To a, not as vulgar. And, uh, He's got more... Again, more substance yeah. to what he talked about. Yeah. But, um, so, yes. Good Billy job. Jackie, bad mustache. Yeah. <laughs> Next topic. Uh, Barely on topic. Add it again. <laughs> it was no. We needed to talk about it. There's some things we need to get off our chest, and there's some things I need to get off people's lips. And Actually, here's the thing about this about <laughs> Movember. I've noticed a lot of NHLers particularly don't seem to understand Movember. Like, there's rules, actually, on the fundraising site. Mm -hmm. Your mustache is not supposed to go past the corner of your mouth. You're not even supposed to go full full Manchu. Oh. It's supposed to be a true mustache mm. so look at flowed with that awful like oh. goatee mm -hmm. clearly flagrantly unambiguously against the rules Breaking i guess i'm against the rules right now too well i mean i i wasn't shaving down to just a mustache for, for, for the month of november thank you i had i had worked things to do oh yeah you, if i just had a mustache no the mustache is not a good look unless you're a middle-aged man living in the midwest yes or or your raleigh fingers and you have the handlebar mustache. Yes. Back in the 70s when you were pitching baseballs. That's the only time. Oh, yeah. Other than that, the mustache must be accompanied with a beard. I was going to say, you'd look like an Almond Brother or something with a mustache, wouldn't you? <laughs> oh, yeah. I, Almond Brother or Dirty dirty Hipster. Take your pick. Uh, both are correct. Depends on how thin the mustache is, I guess. Yeah. It would, it would, oh, it would be big. Um, <laughs> That's what she said? <laughs> so no one's going to touch that, huh? Yep. <laughs> So yeah, James Kerr. One other goal from this game I want to talk about is yes. that the Pasternak one. Yes, because that was just a remarkable, like like you know, some Bergie's down down net front causing chaos. Pasta takes that shot from way out and just threads the needle through everyone's legs. I think it went five hole underneath. I'm not sure too. After going through everyone else, I have to go back and watch it again. That was a deflection off a of Tampa skate. Oh yeah, it came off someone's skate, right? But we just it was a sucks gorgeous shot placement yeah. under the circumstances. Hey, yeah, you miss. 100% of the shots you don't take. Wayne Gretzky, cross that out, Michael Scott. Absolutely. <laughs> Pasternak's got 13 goals. Not a big deal. Only second in the only taking sole possession of second in the league right now behind a, behind behind some guy you may have heard of by the name of uh, Sidney Crosby. I don't know. Some plug from Nova Scotia appeared. <laughs> He's a scrub guy. I don't even care about his charity work. 
<laughs> Overall, he's at a pasta's at a point per game, mm-hmm. uh, seventeen uh, points in uh, seventeen games played. Notice that thirteen of those are goals and four assists. So that's a very huge stat line. And he's um he's, shooting at oh, over twenty three percent. So that yeah, we can't realistic yeah. we can't realistically expect it to continue quite like this. No, that's like Ovechkin uh, type numbers in terms of goals to assists. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, twenty three point six percent shooting percentage. One other player on the t- team even comes close to rivaling that, and that is is Dom Moore. Of course. It is. Just He's as, also shooting over twenty three percent. Just as we all predicted. Yes. God, remember when we were freaking out that Don Moore was going to take Achari away, and yeah. then the, they played together, and it was the greatest thing of all time. Oh, and then we're sad something. that Achari's out because them together so good. On Twitter today, uh, Twitter today showing the uh, stats for the fourth, the advanced stats for the fourth line with Achari and then with Hayes. Not, no comparison. Oh, their, their four season things fall off a cliff with Hayes. Jimmy of Hayes they scored today. They have gone off the, off the schneid, but Jimmy Hayes is still bad. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Jimmy Hayes is Wiley Coyote. Off the cliff. Yeah. Freaking boom. Done. He's, but he's pulling Dr. Schaller and Don Moore with him, it seems. <sighs> One scored two goals today. That can't be taken away from them, but yeah. still. I'd like to point out two things. a process here. Dr. Schaller played on the second line there and played pretty oh, well. So yeah. Who was their left wing on that that left wing on that line then today? Spooner. Spooner all the way down there? Mm-hmm. Spooner, Spooner yeah. at the bottom. Well, there's our segue there, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fucking horseshit is what that is. Spooner just needs to be the third line center, and everything will be fine. Yeah, this I think this team is like is is about to cut ties with Spooner, and you know what? They're going to be selling Logue, and it's their own damn fault. I agree. Is. There's no good reason for them not to be playing Spooner at third line center. Is he perfect? No. Does he have some problems in his own zone? Oh God, yes. But Spooner was good there. It was decent enough there last year. Put him there. Put him at the half, back on the half wall on the first unit power play, and he'll be scoring again. He's doing his third line. How good defensively does the third line really need to be? Plus, he's got Riley Nash there with him, who's great defensively. Yes. And who can take some of the some of the face-offs for him. But playing him, he's not working at wing. No. And the thing with Spooner is, is you don't score 50 points in the NHL by accident. He has talent. Yeah. Not- and here's the thing is, even if they play a team is writing them off and not playing every sign in them, which, to be fair, for cap reasons and the way Pasta's playing, they're not going to be able to. That's a good um, point. So they're going to have to tra- probably have to trade his RFA rights anyway. But what they need to be doing then is putting him in a position to succeed and pumping him up. Because right now, you're still going to need to throw extra parts in there to use him to get a defenseman or, what- or whatever the hell it is you feel you need from him. You know, you should work on HR because that was very motivational. And I mean, I feel inspired. And I, I and if only if the Bruins management heard that, they would feel inspired too. I would hope they so. Sh- yeah. They should. Yeah. And Spooner, the whole thing of not playing Spooner at center is pissing me off, to be quite honest. I, I and, don't understand it. I really don't. Because And they're not committing to that third line center yeah. being either Zardik or Nash. They're bouncing back and forth. So it's not like there's someone else that's actually taking that job mm-hmm. from him. In fact, no. they're struggling to fill that job with him playing wing. I'm also sick of the narrative that, well, it's not a narrative. It's a stupid tweet that happened over the, over the week here that freaking Spooner's not even an NHL style player. Uh, James caliber Stewart's player. a moron. Fucking idiot. That was <laughs> I wanted to reach through the computer and punch him in the face for that comment. Oh stupid. Now um, some of our uh, believe it or not we have we have listeners and And they're the best listeners. They are the best listeners, but they're not active on Twitter. And so I'm gonna take a little sidebar here and tell these listeners who are not on Twitter, just remain that way. Unless <laughs> you get Twitter just to speak to us. That's that's the yeah. only exception. If you want to speak to us, both um both the the, the, the podcast account and us individually, game on. Yeah. But, uh, seriously, just don't follow anyone else. It's, yeah. It's, or it's gonna it's gonna go badly. Hockey Twitter, especially I feel like uh, Boston Bruin hockey Twitter. It's not a happy place. 
No, it's very nice. There's, there's two worlds of it. There's 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 hockey dinosaurs, and then there's sanctimony and fancy stat fucks. Yeah. There's very little middle ground here. Uh, of, the two, yeah. of the two, of the two, I would prefer, almost I like political. the dinosaurs. Yeah. Oh, it is political. Yeah. <laughs> it's a two-party system, and it doesn't need to be. It can you do you could do both mm-hmm. to steal a line from the Rodel Dorado. Mm-hmm. Both, both. Both is good. Yes. Anyway, so your your hockey moderates and fine hosts of your favorite podcasts are caught in the middle, and we really have uh, read a loss. (laughs) Yeah. I was doing a little bit of research regarding the three people that have played third-line center regarding face-off percentages. All three of them have taken a similar amount of face-offs. Zarnik shouldn't be taking draws at all at 20%. He's 5 and 20 yeah. That's gross. Spooner is at 42% at 8 and 11. And then Nash is at 52.3%. And I didn't write these numbers down because, of course, I didn't. Well, of course, my boy, Nash, has got the best face-off percentage. Although, I I must admit, I, I thought he'd be more of a presence offensively. I didn't expect him to go, you know, on some mad streak here. But I, I, I am, I'm just surprised he's he hasn't done much. That, of course, could just go to the, yeah, the he's flux. Yeah, only, only, only at like one and four or something like yeah. that. Yeah, one, three for four. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Could just be the flux of that third line, though. I don't think it's yeah, doing he, anyone any justice. And he did he start on the fourth, on the fourth line for the fourth line because uh, he was on the fourth line until he got moved up and Schaller got called up, mm-hmm. right? So, right, right. And Schaller seems to be kind of the key for the spark for Achari and, and more. A bit. He does. Um, I think Schaller's playing extremely well. And when people come back, I know Achari and then Vetrano, Schaller better still have a place on this team because he's playing well I'm, enough to keep Honestly, I don't see anyone besides Jimmy Hayes in the four. It's a guaranteed bump. They get, I mean, Achari comes back. Hayes isn't going to move further up the roster. He hasn't earned that. Mm-hmm. Hayes is moving to the ninth floor. Hayes is feeding Sweeney nachos. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. He's saying he's last night, so or scored earlier, so he's gonna go on a fucking eight-game scoring streak. Oh good God! I, now I have an image of now I have an image of Jimmy Hayes in a slave Leia costume feeding uh, feeding Sweeney nachos. And it's Why just would you even well. go there? See, oddly, I had the same image, Jeff. <laughs> the fuck is wrong with both of you? <laughs> <laughs> Many things. I was thinking about it. <laughs> I mean, like he's still fully clothed, but yeah, he's he's got the Princess Leia iron bra on for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Maybe, maybe not the loincloth, but uh, yeah. yeah um. I mean, it takes the man bun to a whole new level, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's, it's it's a long it's a long braid for the slave Leia costume, yeah. not man bun. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> anyway. Say anything. What? You've never seen Star Wars? Not one of them. What? Well, don't watch one through three because they suck. So, right yeah, Jimmy Hayes is going to get bumped up by Charlie coming back. For Toronto coming back, that'll be interesting to see what happens. Mm-hmm. And I, I have a reasonable amount of confidence that it's going to be Spooner that get bump, gets bumped out. I don't believe it should be because, frankly, Zarnik has uh, not actually been better than Spooner. Um, He's got two and three for five, I believe. Versus three and five for eight. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, I think the writing's on the wall. This, this is team management and coaching have decided that they're done with Ryan Spooner, which sucks because if you want to trade a player and get rid of him, the smart thing to do is build up his value, and they're just tearing it down. I hate, I hate, hate, hate selling low on a player. It's because there's things that can be done to fix that. Now, and there just... is some other things to consider here too. Is uh, long term, I think even long term, even if they weren't treating him badly, I think Spooner wasn't necessarily long for this team. Crazy 
re-signed for the next four years. It is unlikely to ever be moved in that, over the course of that contract, realistically speaking. Yeah, no one's going to take that yeah. money. And um, why would, he's got a no-movement uh, clause, no-trade clause, whatever you want to call it. And I think he likes it, it here. Yeah, I, 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 I think so. Mm. So Spooner and so Spooner is going to require more money this coming year. Zarnik is becoming better, looking like he was going to be his heir apparent. Plus, there are several or a couple centermen in the NCAA who are probably going pro this year. Um, JFK. JFK. You've heard quotes from the from BU's coaches. Both he and McAvoy are almost certain to sign at the end of their season. Obviously, I don't think I'm not saying JFK is going to be ready for the NHL next fall, but he can't be more. He can't be that much further out. And the other centerman who will be uh, going pro at the end of this year will be Ryan Fitzgerald, unless he Jimmy Vasey's us. Which you won't. Always forget about Fitzgerald. Is it Willie Sherman a center too? No, Wiley Sherman is a defenseman. That's right. Now that's it. Yeah, so... Yeah, Fitzgerald, actually, I think Fitzgerald's, uh, Vizzi's probably not the right way to describe it, more like a Benning. Yeah. Basically, look at this team, this team depth and say, there's no way I make that roster. Try to sign with someone he might. Uh, Incidentally, of course, his um, uh, dad is the assistant GM in, in New Jersey. I have a feeling he's going to go to New Jersey. That said, I don't want to put too much stock yeah. in that because, um, you know, you look, people talk about, oh, Vizzi, his, his brother's contracted to Toronto and his dad works for Toronto. Also, his uncle, also, Fitzgerald's uncle works for the Bruins. And one of his cousins happens to be a Bruin. Oh. Jimmy Hayes. Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the wrong cousin come on now yeah unfortunately the other cousin that may be more influential the one that affected vc's a, a destination place for the rangers mm. um oh yeah the good the good hands also the problem with fitzgerald's he's a left shot centerman mm-hmm. and so if he slides to wing he's going to slide left wing and we have a shit ton of left wings because yep. uh, Anders bjork is almost certainly going pro after this year as well God, he's lighting it up for Notre Dame, too. Oh, Andrews Bjork is on track for a Hobie Baker there, so... So what you're telling me is Sweenius! Even yeah. though he... Yeah, okay. I just like... There's a few things I like saying. Sweenius is one of them, and anytime anyone mentions anything about Dominic Moore, I like saying, just as we all predicted. So, the future does look good for uh, for the Bruins. Long-term yeah. future, at least. Holy shit. Hockey... Hockey's future needs some serious updating. Hockey's future went dark. They don't they don't update anymore. Oh, they're done? Yeah. When did that happen? Sometime over the summer, I believe. Oh, shit. Well, I'm not going to use them anymore. No. Don't do that. Never mind. Yeah, so basically held back and they left, and, and the only part I think that's still active is HF boards, because that's a great idea. Ew. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Going back to uh, Spooner, I think uh, a, lot, a lot of people were predicting that he wasn't in the long-term plans for the Bruins when Bacchus was signed, and it was mentioned that Bacchus would play some at center, or whatever. Of course, he's not all that much he hasn't been, yeah yeah which i'm thrilled about oh i think it's i think it's good that he's, i think I mean, it's terrific. that said there's certain questions to be asked about his chemistry with Krejci, but um you mean what it chemistry? worked in the preseason too yeah i don't know which so weird. with them and that hasn't re- that, that line's been i mean there's a reason spooner's no longer playing up there and they put bleski back there because that makes a lot of sense mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> but that line also wasn't given on an ample amount of opportunity in the regular season either it's only like two and a half game yeah i don't know, I don't know. but spooner's yeah. a pinball right now moving actually that's kind of talk about Krejci a little bit. His play is decent, marginally, He's, barely satisfactory. Say, my word's choice here is uh, quietly competent. I quietly think. competent. Very, um, very nice. His advanced stats haven't been great. He hasn't been great to watch, generally. Mm-hmm. But here he is, still third on the team in scoring at uh, 13 points in 22 games. Admittedly, one of his worst pace, the worst pace of his career, I believe. He's on pace for about 48 goal, forty-eight points, and usually, uh, and, he, he, and even his injury season is projected to 60. Yeah. So I, uh, <clears throat> I, 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 even though the Bruins won in our game of the week, there were still a few passes, which I think uh, Krejci was expecting his winger to be there, you know, just 
basically right in front of the net and no one was there. Uh, I, without doing advanced research, I can't tell if that's something Krejci needs to be more aware of or maybe his wingers need to be doing more. Well, yeah, there's that was what we were saying yeah. a minute ago. There's a possibility yeah. that there's a, it's a chemistry problem yeah. with some of his wingers. I know. Yeah. Especially when everyone pretty much on that wing had a short time due to either injury or the World Cup of Coffee. World Cup so, of Coffee. But, yeah, Krejci's an interesting one. Again, it's, he still hasn't looked great, but he's still producing. So, again, Twitter's being harsher than they need to be, but not necessarily that harsh. I didn't want to bring this up, but there is one guy on the Bruins, which I do think we need to, uh, I don't say criticize, because he's perfect, but Bergeron, my, my boy. Yeah, see, that's that's a funny one. Bergy's still doing Bergy things, yes. except scoring. He's you know, um, Bergeron, uh, Marchand, and Pasternak are blowing the rest of the league away mm-hmm. by most by shot metrics and things. Like everyone says, like these are guys are unambiguously the best the best line in the league. Mm-hmm. But Bergy's not producing. No, um, he's now at uh, three, three, and six in nineteen games. Yeah, you're telling me about a bad pace. That's that's not good. No, no, it's really uh, making my uh, my three thirty goal yeah. scorers on that line looking the. Uh, and really, that, that's the primary reason why it's not good, because it ruins your prediction. Well, also because, <laughs> you know... Tips. Yeah, all our predictions, really. Yeah, my no. prediction's out the window now, anyway. So, yeah, um, now here's the thing about that, though. He's, uh, he's shooting at 4.3%. Oh, God, it actually got worse since last week. Because he still has 70 shots mm. on goal. That's ridiculous. Yeah. That's Krugish. <laughs> or, uh... You some idea his career shooting average is 10.1. Which is... Yeah, it's, that makes way more that's sense. That's a perfectly it's a little high, but if you're a good shooter, and we know Bergie's a pretty reasonably talented shooter, mm-hmm. um, that's a perfectly fine one to do. Because you look at the last three seasons: eleven point three, nine point eight, twelve point three, eight, eleven point five, ten point four, ten point three. You have to go back to oh eight oh nine, which is the season after his concussion, mm-hmm. to get him shooting below an eight when he shot a five point two. Oh, is he secret? Line? And do you think his ankle injury or whatever it was has to do with? The slow start in terms of... But here's the thing. He's still driving play. He's still being Bergy in every other aspect of the game. But he's not even... But he's not getting... But he's not scoring. And the thing is, it's not just not scoring. He's not getting the assists yeah. either. Now, I talked about this with a buddy of mine. And there's... You could argue that maybe he's... The uh, fact that he's doing Bergy things is unleashing Brad and most... Especially Pasta to focus on the offensive end. Now, Brad's not scoring the way we've seen before, and he's also shooting remarkably low for him. Oh, he's, but he's not, also got a top not taking shots. He's 11%. That's, he's just only taking 54 shots. Wow, okay. So look at that oh, that's why uh, Marsh was so good last year. He shot way more. Yeah, last year he had 250 shots on the season, and right now at a quarter pole he's only at 54 shots. Yeah. That's really actually, um, well, yeah, that's... that's Like 50 shots less. Yeah. Pace. Which is interesting because it puts him paced for a fair shot... M- more than any other season besides last year. But a shooting average at 11.1 is really low for, for, for Brad, actually. Brad's an, an exceptional shooter. His uh, full season uh, uh, lowest shooting percentage before was a 13.3. Woo! That sticks on fire! However, also Brad's assists are up, so his overall playmaking is a little bit up there with that, isn't it? It's because Pasta keeps scoring. Yeah. True, too. Pasta's scoring everything. Bergie and Marchand break into the zone together and then feed Pasta and he buries it. But it's interesting because Bergie's not even getting the secondary assists, right? No, true. No, but he's, true. like you said, he's still playing defense and I believe he was, he had 11 faceoffs, won, and four losses today. <sighs> So he's still... His, his face-off percentage is 59.23 on the season. Yeah. Good so, lord! Stupid, stupid, stupid like, awesome. 
<laughs> Today it was like seventy three percent. I'm surprised mean, you don't have opposing centers refusing to take to take face offs against him. Yeah, seriously. Jesus, why bother? Just, just let him have possession, goddammit. There you go. What is his phase-off percentage this year so far? Yeah, it wasn't just mentioned. Yeah, you know, yeah. 2-3, Anthony, but I just said. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Bergy thing's kind of weird. It is. I, my, my two favorite players on the Bruins, uh, my favorite Ber, uh, Bruin, of course, is Bergeron. Uh, it's it's hard not to love him, but uh, Krug, too. So I feel like um, I've cursed some of these guys by by tooting their horn and uh what was it inflating their tires or whatever pumping yeah their tires. pumping their tires i pumped pumping their tires i pumped their tires too much uh yeah we, we did the, we did this to krug by saying he would be a narc finalist yeah what that yeah. what were we on that week i said he'd have over 60 points this year so we i was drunk as shit <laughs> that's my only thing i had to have been we need to get out of the pumping tires business we're not good at it uh no yeah, no <laughs> Hell, no, actually, I, I will give myself some credit when I like when I rag on Tuca. He actually starts playing better. But I'm not gonna say anything because knock on wood, you know. Not, don't jinx it. Speaking of Tuca and goaltending, even though it was a loss, I don't. I think our backup goaltending situation is better than it uh, first looked the start of the season well he, that was dobby's dobby's back third start yeah and he's uh his first two starts even though he lost them both as well he didn't look awful mm-hmm. in either of those games eh, i thought he was pretty bad against toronto okay the toronto, first game yeah, the other yeah game. that's wrong he was bad but, uh, but I'm with you on the other one. The Montreal game, I thought he was uh, pretty good. And against Calgary, I, I thought he was, uh, I'm not going to say excellent, but for a backup goaltender, he was excellent. He gave you the chance to win. He was good enough to yeah. get the win. He only, he only let in two meanwhile, goals. Meanwhile, the Bruins couldn't remember to do a fucking wraparound against, against Chad Johnson. I know. Hi, I'm Chad Johnson. Just do a wraparound Hi, and I'll let it in. It only takes I you take 20, 20 minutes, minutes to get over there. The yeah. yeah. <laughs> Chad bro chill over there was... Awesome, and if it wasn't for that Marshan penalty, would have probably gone oh, that overtime. Fucking penalty was stupid. I hate that rule. Goaltenders are not special. Once you're out of the crease, you're a skater. Uh, so just to make it clear for our listeners, uh, you're referring to the goal that was waved off. Yeah, yes. Yes. which I'd like to see how many goals the Bruins have had waved off the last couple years because it seems like an awful goddamn lot. No goal was a common occurrence for us last year. Yeah. It hasn't made, been really its head as much this year, but I think that's been because it's been less use of coaches talents this year in general. Mm-hmm. Whereas last year that was getting out of control. Oh, like, I still I mean, think I it's out of control. Leagues like, guys, like seriously, we gave you a tool here. Don't use it, you douchebags. I still think it's out of control with that fucking offsides shit. Oh, was his skate a Again, millimeter offside? In the playoffs. And offside nonsense was in the playoffs. I feel like uh, they've increased the the time it takes to review a call this year. Well, it's because they have a screen this size to watch the replay on. Oh yeah, and that doesn't help any. Can we get them it's a big screen? Out a way to properly, you know, film the the, the line. Yeah, it can't possibly be that hard to put a fucking GoPro in the boards. I thought that's no. what they did. They didn't do it though. That's the thing. No, they didn't. My mistake. Everything's still, everything's still overhead oh. or whatever the film angles are. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if the N- if the NFL can put camera and their goal pylons on the goal line, the NHL can figure this shit out. Like, I get the counter arguments, like, oh, but the puck will break. It's like, no, it won't. Those things are freaking like, the, the BPA rich Lexan. That stuff's indestructible. Mm-hmm. Seriously, have you ever tried to destroy an algae bottle from the 90s? <laughs> you have to try. You can't. Hard. Yeah. <laughs> I ran it over the car. 
<laughs> like I braced it with a rock. I couldn't break it. So let's need to put Rock's cameras inside now. Gene bottles. Done. Done. Once, once those in the nineties. Once they stop putting the BPA in, they're yeah. a lot weaker. Yeah. yeah. Oh no. Yeah. 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 Our solvent models are made by Nalgene at work. No, Nalgene start. Nalgene um, is primarily a lab. So is a lab supply company. Uh, the, the mm-hmm. water bottles and so forth are a, are a more recent addition to their market. Nalgene oh. brought to you by Southern New Hampshire University. Hell Hold yes. on a second. Yeah, that one might be old enough to be you know you know both toxic and indestructible. This mm-hmm. isn't that. That's just the way it works out, isn't it? Yeah. Yes. This might kill you, but it won't break. Yeah, sign me up. Sign me up. As for long that as you shit. don't put boiling water in or put it in the dishwasher, it doesn't liberate. Oh. Yeah, it, it's the heat. I guess if you fill it with water and leave it in the direct sunlight, sure. I can't put my hot toddies in it. What the hell is this shit? <laughs> <laughs> no, damn, you can't. Damn it. I just want to. You're willing to expose yourself to significant amounts of uh, chemical that acts like artificial estrogen. No, that's, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> I already have enough artificial estrogen in my body. So, <laughs> what? Yes. <laughs> just go with it. Yep. I just want to mention this episode, though I, I keep like a mental tally of how often we curse. This is, this is actually up there. Not nearly as up there as the episode where we talked about jerseys, which just blew out any counter I had in my in my mind. But uh, Or last week. Last week, I feel like because I was mad about the but, Thunderbirds. But no, this, this week, a lot of use of the word S-hit. So, I'm a Southern gentleman. I don't curse. I was going to say we're upsetting sensibilities yeah <laughs> i only curse when i uh when i mess something up and i, I invited to cotillion yeah <laughs> i mess something up every day so i swear a lot just kidding i, I do my cursing at work anyway you got... I swear at work all the fucking time <laughs> i can't because i'll get fired for talking to customers and swearing at them you should you should avoid cursing at them tim yeah i accidentally did once Ooh. and i didn't get fired i just got told nice. to not fucking swear ever again <laughs> Like, literally, got told not to fucking swear ever again. Well played, Tim's manager. Well yeah. played indeed. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was it, it was totally harmless. The dude was like, I think you're bullshitting me right now. And I go, sure, I swear I'm not bullshitting you. Ah. I was like, oh. That's gray area. Yeah. And yeah, he didn't even like pick up like, on it. You. <laughs> he didn't really pick up on it. It didn't escalate him. He was just kind of continuing back and forth with me, and we ended up working everything out. Oh, excellent. But I was like, "Crap! I have to tell my manager now because if that gets listened to without me telling them, yeah." So you know yeah, I did. You did the right thing. It's okay. I did, and I didn't get fired. They probably they kind of sounded like they made a joke about it. Don't fucking swear again. That yeah, funny. they kind of did. That's irony. I was scared too. Because my manager was actually on, like, vacation, and they called her on vacation. So I was talking to her on the phone, and she was like, so, Tim, how much don't fucking swear to customers anymore? (laughs) Okay. I Uh, usually call my printers whores. I mean, that's fair. That's usually the most of my swearing. I mean, printers could be thought of as sirens luring ships from the sea. So I can see that. Yeah. I just now realized that Victor Hedman and I have the same haircut. Nice. I imagine a lot of <laughs> hockey players have your haircut in there, Nick. Yeah. But no, Vic- Sick flow. Yeah, thank you. But no, Victor and I, it's scary. How- if you cut it a little bit and then get the gel slipped back, it could be a dentist, the wolf Stanson from Mighty Ducks 2. Oh, I might do that. It'd be Pidgeotto hair. <laughs> or Ditto, because I cut him. I got, I got two. Okay. Ugh, three okay, so- this is like on, on, on the matter of, of Berkey not um uh, not not scoring particularly well. <laughs> yeah, Berkey. So he's he so that line is running a um uh, a Corsi four percentage of over sixty two percent. Well, Berkey personally has a PDO of ninety eight points. So By comparison, Pasternak has a PDO of one hundred and five point two eight. Jesus Christ! So that so line that... could stay just as good and just switch scoring. 
Meanwhile, and Marshan is a 101.25. Well, that's the most normal. With good goaltending, you can have sustainably slightly elevated um, PDOs. But um, given the goaltending they have, basically, Bergie's being dragged down by having a nightmare shooting percentage right now. Yeah, I, I that lines off. Well, judging from what you tell me, I just think we should roll that line out for all 60 minutes of the game. Yes. Yeah. Um, that work. We're probably with diminishing results after a certain number of additional minutes. No. No. No, oh, you're wrong. Can't prove us right. <laughs> Can't prove us wrong either. Yeah. No. <laughs> Frankly, I don't want. I don't want to be in a situation to prove you right or wrong. Yeah. Because um, if we're doing that, bad things have happened. Like you know, like the entire team contracts Norwalk mid-game or something. They're the only survivors. Wow. Because they're the ones on ice when everyone explodes. Scare reference, but it checks out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Proud of that one. I mean, good for you for that one. Jesus. <laughs> well, I'm gonna I'm gonna present a bold question. Um, so we are quarter into the season, and uh, right as of right now, as of right now, we are not in the playoff picture. On Thanksgiving, we were not in the playoff picture, which that that's kind of the magic mark. If you're in the playoffs picture at uh, Thanksgiving, there's a high percentage that you make it. Do the Bruins make the playoffs? Okay. The two teams ahead of us in the Eastern Wild Card right now, I think, are both mirages. They are Columbus and New Jersey. Columbus is riding some obscene power play percentage that cannot possibly continue. It's what thirty-two percent. I don't have it in front of me. I'm just remembered. It's yeah. like ridiculous. Yeah, it's 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 not. I don't have words. And their process <laughs> is bad. They are one of the worst possession teams in the league right now. Besides, of course, the Coyotes, who are striving to change the scale, to ruin the scales on 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 graphs. Um. <laughs> So Columbus in <laughs> um so Columbus is, is is not good. They have their eleven wins, five losses, and four OTLs. So that's four loser points. Now remember Boston's behind them with more wins because we have no loser points. Hmm. Uh New Jersey, likewise, only has ten wins and five loser points. Now, yes, we have the game they have both of them have games in hand over us right now, but neither of those teams is real because they're winning they're 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 carrying their day on on OTLs. Like- Incidentally, also New Jersey's ROW is only uh re- regulation overtime wins is only eight. Mm-hmm. Uh, likewise, uh, I will kind of add to your argument. Do you really think Ottawa is all that good? No, no, I don't. Uh, I um, mean, I know we lost to them on on Thanksgiving, which is yes. a bummer. But here's a team. Here's a team that has scored only 49 goals, 21 games into the season. That's actually worse than us, worse than the Bruins, and they've allowed 51 goals. That's if I if my math is correct, I think that's a negative two differential. Um, yes, that is definitely yeah. underwater. Yeah. Um, so you don't tend to make the playoffs um, with an underwater goal differential yes uh, and and for that matter um, new, new jersey also has a, yeah. a negative difference we're barely uh above water at a uh, plus three but we are above i um, think we also have a lot of uh injuries that have plagued us so i think that plus three is gonna get a lot better yeah i agree is columbus's power play percentage right now 23 yeah that's yeah. next closest is philly at 27 or 25 seven no you're not gonna sustain that Okay, Columbus's Corsi 4 is 49.59%. Not awful, but not good. <laughs> oh, let's roll over to their PDO. That's going to be funny, though. We'll do that. One, really? Only 101.4. Maybe I'm giving. Maybe I'm not giving Columbus enough credit here. <laughs> their coach is John Tortorella. I think you're giving them plenty of credit. <laughs> <laughs> um, good point. It's a good point. New Jersey is less good. 
Yeah. So I think this team is uneven. There's no question about that. And they are, I think we fight back into it. Mm-hmm. I agree. I think, I, I think that this More team has so much backup goaltending. We'll at least milk some OTLs out of things too, perhaps. And we've only had, what, what one game go to go to overtime. Any, yeah, one game go to overtime and we won it. So our, our, our ROW lags yeah. our, uh, our wins by one, which means, so give it, which will be good. Sec- we'll be in a good position on our ROW for tiebreakers because mm-hmm. last year. That, that's what got us. Yeah. Uh, and it's one of my favorite stats. I like to remind people how many points because it's a loaded question of course how many points the bruins missed the playoffs zero they were tied love i love it i love it i love my narratives i agree i just think i think they have too much talent to not get like a 7-3 seed even with injuries there's just too much talent on this team to not make the playoffs i think especially with how well rask has played this year yep we as soon as basically as soon as Berge and marshy start shooting closer to their career averages Mm-hmm. Um, Bergie especially is going to go up. Marshy might not. Marshy's close. He's still awful low, but he's close. Bergie's too low to keep shooting like this. We talked about Krug, Krug last week. We couldn't really come to a, th- a firm conclusion what to expect mm. there, but so we'll leave that be. You know, we got, I mean, I think we have other guys. Uh, oh, Max is like dead on his career. Yeah. Never mind. Bacchus is what he is. Okay. <laughs> Would you guys like to talk? Well, we, we kind of already did talk about Bacchus, but. Uh, I love that man. All right. So, he's a 20-goal guy, and he's on pace for 20. Right. Like, what do you want from him? All right, Jeff. Um, he's been fine. He's been fine. I'm still not feeling him. I don't. He hasn't been good enough to justify in my mind that contract. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but realistically, with that contract, does can't you get like with the contract? I don't. I think it's only like I don't even think it's a no no movement or anything like that, right? Um, so it can, is no movement for a couple years. It is a no movement. Um, at least through the other through to the other side of expansion. That was kind of the big thing yeah. there. So yeah, he has no move, full no movement until 2019. From 2019 to 2020, he's in an 18 trade list. From 2020 to 2021, he has a 15 team list. Whew. I still don't think that's that bad. You always overspend in free agency unless you're buying Riley Nash or Don Moore. Yeah. And realistically, in three years, that contract's not going to look that bad. Well, it depends on what happens with the. With the, with the cap, right? Mm-hmm. You know, Canadian dollar is sort of stagnating at the moment, and uh, that's kind of a yeah. Big... But we know other factors are could create the difference there. That's not going to be that bad. Yeah. When does the uh, uh, Las Vegas franchise fee factor in? Because I know that's going to really does that though. I thought that count uh, that didn't count as H- as hockey related revenue. I thought that was part of the big deal. Is that five hundred million is just for the owners? Oh. Yeah, I think that's just for the owners. I don't think that that actually factors into anything at all. But really, plus a one-time, I, plus a one-time half billion is actually not. the last thing the players want to get injected into into hockey-related revenue because in following years their um uh, their escrow yeah. losses would mm-hmm. be astronomical. Plus, yeah, I'm just excited about the Las Vegas Knights coming to the NHL. I'm just so happy I'm, about that. Um, I'm adopting them as my second team. I am going full on a former Kate with the frigging Golden Knights. Love it. I'm gonna get a hat, maybe. I, I will buy. I will buy a jersey with that secondary logo on it. Oh, if they have a third jersey with that secondary logo, that would be bomb. Yeah. That would be. That would. Oh, I love the Knights, baby. And also, Adidas getting into the hockey world because Adidas is like their official sponsor, yeah. I believe. Um. Yeah. Of course, Adidas has been making hockey jerseys for a while now in the NCAA, and their jerseys are, are fine. Aren't these, aren't they taking over from Reebok for the Absolutely. League? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Oh, are they? Yeah. 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 Well, I didn't know that. Next year, a, it's sort of a shell game, though, isn't it? Because like they are the same parent company or something like that. Yeah, mm. but they just because companies are weird, they still bid it. Basically, they bid against themselves. They well, own because yeah, I think Reebok and Adidas are. Yes. Yeah. This... Adidas owns Reebok, but they still operate somewhat independently. So yeah. Yes. No, as long as it isn't Nike. 
because those oh. the 2014 oh. the, the, the Sochi jerseys were oh, so bad. bad. Yeah. Honestly, I want to see Under Armour get into the hockey jersey game. I believe 2018, maybe that Under Armour is taking off, taking on full on-field apparel for Major League Baseball. Ooh. So I mean, Under Armour getting into the jersey game would be awesome. Now the one downside, and I have mixed feeling. I mean, if you go back to the to the 90s and so forth, when you know jerseys were all ma- made by all different companies, right? The different team, individual teams had their own contracts, if I recall correctly. Mm-hmm. Yes. I believe so. Like Bruins the were made by CCM. CCM, but um, other g- teams and other jerseys were not were made by other companies. So you end up with a lot more variants then. Now there's a very pretty rigid template line you can mm-hmm. deal with. It's not that's, bad. That's both good and bad. I mean, it's not awful. I know I had um I had a class when I was an undergrad. It was sports licensing, and the guy who taught it actually worked for Reebok as well as taught the class. And we went in deep into like jersey stuff in terms of licensing. I, I think it's better for the league doing one company doing it just because it keeps everything uniform. Oh yeah, the brand um, uh, consistency is probably important. Exactly. Like and the diversity you would get before, but at the same time. Also, if you license out to more companies, the quality is just can get awful depending on the company. You have a company that can afford to produce amazing quality. Then you have another company who still has a license, but they're producing shitty quality. Oh, it ruins the NHL's overall. Yeah, and you, you kind of face that a little bit uh, to a lesser extent in, in college. There's like, for instance, you were talking about Under Armour. Under Armour makes the hockey jerseys for Boston College, uh, which I did not know. I looked, I just looked it up, and, but they're good. But yeah, there's some, I, I see, I love my college football jerseys. I can start, probably start a podcast just about that. If you can believe it, champion. Is still making jerseys. Things? Yeah, and they're not good. <laughs> no, no. Unless another one that was really bad was Starter. Oh, okay, okay. Early mid '90s Starter poofy jackets. Those were the bomb. Those I were had the one. bomb. Yeah. I had myself I had a Charlotte Hornets jacket from that era. Me too. <laughs> Which is not that. Colors were great. That's why I had it. Yes. <laughs> I had a Notre Dame one and had the flap in the front yes. with the zipper pocket. Yep. So absolutely love that jacket. Jeffy, if you still have that jacket, yeah, it's oh prob- no, it's long gone. Yeah, um, they go for huge money on eBay now. Yeah, um, I doubt that's even still at my parents' house. Yeah. Probably got donated while I was still in high school or earlier. Of course, everyone. I if the listeners haven't picked up on it, I live in North Carolina. And everyone, like when you got to the third grade and you got your starter jacket with Hugo the Hornet on it. Oh, yeah. Hornets Mark 1. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't like And it's good to see them back. Yeah. They even put the beehive back on the on the court, which is, you know, sweet. Freaking Larry Johnson and Muggsy Bogues, baby. Muggsy Bogues. Uh, Wake Forest graduate, Muggsy Bogues. Five foot one in the man. Mm-hmm. Back to hockey. Yeah, shooty hoops. <laughs> shooty hoops. Shooty hoops. Yeah, it's, you know. All relevant Space Jam was on today, so... <laughs> <laughs> Muggsy Bogues, baby. Yep. Woo! <laughs> I was going to say something hockey-related and Bruins-related, but I can't remember what it was. I'm just going to throw some random questions out there, rapid fire. Do my best VA impression, where she just kind of just throws stuff out there and you answer it. Okay, we are, again, quarter into the season. Brad and, and Pasta are our two leading scorers. Who will finish the team uh, leading in scoring? You could... I assume it would be one of those two, but you can go off the radar. Quickly, just yell, yell it. Well, I thought not it'd be Spooner, else. but not going to be him anymore. So. Not going to be someone else that requires too much of a rally, unless we're saying, unless we're talking crazy, and I just don't see that. Yeah. So, again. Uh, I think Brad. I Brad. think Brad playing, just, just for the sheer fact that his assists. I think Pasta's he's shooting, I think... Too, shooting is much too high, and he's not getting assists, so his scoring is going to taper off. So I'm going to say Brad keeps the uh, hope the lead there. Mm-hmm. Especially if we start shooting shooting a little bit closer to his to his career yeah i think he'll uh, score more even if let's say his shooting percentage stays at where it is 
again, he just needs to put more pucks on that. He'll, he'll, yeah. he'll open up. Open and if Bergy starts scoring more, yep. Brad especially is probably going to be affected more than that than Pasta. Yes. Because they're the ones that share a brain when they're on the ice. Yeah. Okay. Does anyone want to bet against Pasternak leading the team in goals? Nope. No. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if it was someone else, but I don't want to bet against it. Yeah. Either. Well, he, uh, I know it's early in the season, but yeah, you know he'll taper off some, but he already has a decent uh, uh, lead. Lead. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, well, he, you know, still has uh, one more goal than uh, the next two highest goal scorers. That is to say, Brad and Dom Moore mm-hmm. combined. Yes. Mm-hmm. Again, Dominic Moore scoring six goals, just as we all like, predicted. Predict. <laughs> I think we got a new bumper sticker. <laughs> Okay, I, I, uh, when they, the Bruins signed more, I thought it was solid. Um, I actually did not predict he would score this much, but good for him. He's a good dude. He's a good old fashioned dude. But Riley Nash, my boy from Carolina. Come on, man. Oh, God. <laughs> did not expect that reference, but it was a good one. Thank you. Uh, gold star, Anthony. Thanks. I didn't get it. <laughs> uh, it, I tell you, we're, today we've been really going off the hockey references. At, Chris Carter. Yeah. Come on, man. Anyway, yeah, he says that. But I've got a coworker who is Dominican, and he says it all the time. Uh, <laughs> the best thing ever. Good old Leo. Uh, Tuka Rask. Will he finish the year with a goals against average under two? No. Will Tuka Rask oh. finish the season with a goals against average under two? Yes. Power one six. I just openly dislike that stat. Um, oh. Probably not, though. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Jeff. <laughs> um, saying yes. Yeah, I, I say uh, he finishes at 1.99. Byron Defoe once finished a season with a goals against average of 1.99. Lord Byron, fuck yeah. Number 34. Crazy Englishman. Yeah. Over, under, two games won for our all of our backup goalies. Over. <laughs> over. It has to be over. There's no <laughs> it way. It has to be. As if it isn't. As if it isn't. We're in trouble. Yeah. We're not making the playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. I want to say under just because everyone else said over, but I'm going to go with yeah. you. I, 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 obviously, I should have picked a more serious number than two, but if this rate continues, it will be zero. We are currently at a zero goal yeah. games won pace yeah. by back goaltenders. Yes. yes. That will change. Yes. That will change. Anton, despite his really dreadful numbers, that just stems really from that one game against Toronto. Speaking of backup goaltenders, mm-hmm. Malcolm Subban. Yep. Awful. He's not Things good. aren't looking good. Yeah. Things aren't looking good. Um. So uh, when uh, when um, Zane got sent down the other day, he got sent directly to the ECHL. I was surprised by that. There's a, the reasoning before from that that I saw from some um, media folks was that basically it was easier to send him to, to, to Atlanta than it was to send him to Newfoundland. And one of the guys that was already in Newfoundland to Atlanta. Logistics. Yeah. Yeah. So the reason is that presumably now once now that everyone else will be back from St. John's, Mm -hmm. um, that Zane will be will go to Providence and one of the others. One assumes Vladar, but I was thinking about that and I'll get to it. One of the others would get sent down to the ECHL. Mm. Now, Providence has been bad. Vladar's been no peach, but he's been decent enough for a 19-year-old rookie goaltender in the in, in playing playing the AHL. Mm-hmm. Subban's been awful. So you think? I know. I see where you're going with this. I'll let, go on. I'm thinking. I'm thinking that Zane's going to get moved sent to Providence, and Subban's going to get sent, sent down to the ECHL, and the team is about to wash their hands of Malcolm. Uh, I mean, re- seriously, what's the worst that could happen? He just stays there, and people forget about him. Other case scenario is he actually improves his play some. I mean, I yeah, but I think the team is now prepared. 
officially probably prepared to wash their hands yeah. of Malcolm. Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen because I think the team wants to get uh, Vladar reps and he'll play more in the ECHL versus backing up Zane in the AHL. Well, see, that's that's the other arguments that Vladar got two starts this weekend. Maybe it was to get him. He was pulled in the last one, too. Okay. To plug him up with some starts before sending him down, maybe. But I don't Spooner think either scenario looks someone. that good for Subban. Yeah. Here we go. I got a crazy idea. We'll get Adam Quaid, Spooner, Subban, and uh, even Joe Morrow, and we'll just uh, trade them to Columbus. What about Jimmy Hayes? What about Jimmy Hayes? He has to go, too. No, he's he's he's, he's really good. I, have you had his lasagna? It's fantastic. Have you? No. <laughs> um, I just wanted something bizarre. Like, I, I occasionally go to the, like, idiot section of trade forums for hockey, and I tell you, it's like, <laughs> the solution to anything is just trade all your bad players for the best player on the other team. And That's, that's, that's clearly what you should yeah. do. It doesn't even work in uh, e, uh, like EA Sports. These these trades. No, if you turn the AI the AI all the way down, it's still like no, 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 I don't do that. Although uh, first round draft, uh, a first overall pick. I mean, excuse me, a first uh, round pick and then uh, like a player in the uh, rated 80. Will and you trade, you can trade that for pretty much anyone above 90, and the, the computer will do it. Hmm. When I play MLB 2K11 mm-hmm. on Wii, I just turn force trades on. Just force that shit. You have to make this trade. Damn it. This is uh, actually. This is a question for our listeners and for you guys. I think down the road we should have an episode, maybe a potpourri episode, but one of the topics is the best NHL video game. 95. I tell you, I mean, I think the popular vote, if we send it to yep. the, uh, the viewers, I yep. suspect is going to be NHL 94. Yeah, I mean, which is a good one. But if you dig a little d- deeper, we, maybe we can make an argument saying what's the second best. That would probably be more fun. This, this <laughs> the best non-NHL 94. Yeah. Um, the NHL video game. Huh? Which, uh, again, 94, that, that is a good one. But uh, again, second best, I think we could have some fun topics. Not today. i got a couple candidates in my head. Neither of them are great games. It's going to be a controversial take. But i got yeah. a few of them. i got a few in my head here. Yeah. So. Down the road. I think uh, I think we should have that. M- make it happen, Sweens. Make us talk about it. Hell yeah. Sweenius. Tell us. <laughs> Idiot savant GM. Yeah. What else? Oh. What else? State of the Bruins. I know Massachusetts. The, the spirit of America is the spirit of Massachusetts is the spirit of America. I'm not the sure spirit you of what's old and what's new. Ooh. Yes, I love that song. Thank you, uh, Family Guy. The only thing they've ever done that's well is that episode. I want to remind people, this may seem like long ago, but the, if you can just go back in time to the, this time period called the first half of November. I know that's a very, very long time ago. This Bruins team in that stretch seemed very, very well. Um, solid wins against Columbus, Minnesota, uh, shutouts against uh, Minnesota and, and uh, Colorado. He lost to Minnesota. Colorado! Oh, why did I say that? I know, we, we should have won. Um, <laughs> should have won, we yeah. got quatered. This team, during that uh, early stretch in November, uh, even though we lost to the Rangers in Montreal, it was good. It was very good. The underlying numbers were good. The goaltending was good. The problem, and even then, and it continues to be, is our shooting. Mm-hmm. A lot of players in this team, except Pasternak and Don Moore, can't buy a goal right now. Dom Moore. D Moore? As we all predicted. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everyone should be more? I just feel like these these last few games have, uh, even though we, we won today, that streak of St. Louis to, to Calgary, those losses just, they, they tasted particularly sour. Yeah, St. Louis is the only of those teams that's particularly strong. Mm-hmm. Ottawa's ahead of us in the standings, but <laughs> we obviously all agreed here that Ottawa's probably a bit of mirage. Yeah. Calgary is unrelentingly awful. Yeah, they're bad. So that was a funny stretch there. Hilarious. Ah, oh yeah. Then we did, but then we just killed Tampa. Tampa, yes, yeah. it's a stamp post and an installment and free, free Tampa, but Tampa nonetheless. Yeah, Ben Bishop's still a good goaltender. Nikita Kucherov. 
Still on that team. Yep. Future Golden Knight Ben Bishop. Probably. And former main Black Bear great Ben, ben Bishop. Bishop. So I, I mean, Tyler Johnson's still a good player. So. Ooh, what if they take him instead? And they still have they still have Victor Hedman playing, right? But. Yep. Hedman's but missing missing, missing Straw, Stamkos and Strawman's a big deal, but still, we still showed that team in Tampa. What's what for today? So this is a weird, weird team. So why Tuesday should be interesting because um Philly scores a lot, but can't keep in, keep anything out of their own net. Is Mason still out? Was one one so. of the goals? No, I thought it was Neuvirth that went out. Oh, that's who it was. Yeah, yeah the Neuvirth. better of the two's out. But they're oh, both awful yeah. this year. Yeah. <laughs> Amazingly, well, like Dallas goalie, goaltending awful. Oh, poor Dallas. Ooh, poor Dallas. Yeah, Leighton and then, uh, what's his face? No big deal. Ten and a half million dollars on goaltending that does that. Well, yeah. Oh, Niemi, that's yeah. right. He's in on, Dallas. On a serious yeah, like a note. Anti-Niemi. On a serious note, that goaltending is bad. Just as we all predicted. I mean. <laughs> yeah, yes. the, yeah. Uh, yeah. No one thought it's... that was turning around. Except apparently Jim Nil. Yep. As we talked about last week, talked about Stan Bowman. He maybe not that great. Jim Nil. Also not also that great. Perhaps not that great. Uh, it's too bad too because Dallas could be really good if they had some goaltending. Mm-hmm. They also keep in mind let two um, experienced top four defensemen go over the year summer and did not even attempt to replace them except with a million and a half year old Dan Hamwees. That's true too. Whoops. There were some strange choices made yep. in made in Dallas this off season. Um, so yeah, what, what are the games coming up this week? Okay, we got Philly on Tuesday, as mm-hmm. I said. Which should be uh, an interesting one. Uh, if you go to the Bruins website, you can uh, fly with JetBlue. They give you a nice advertisement. You can click on it. Uh, I'm not flying to Philly, but the Bruins, the Bruins are trying to make me fly to Philly for that game. Oh, then we host uh, uh, Carolina on Thursday. Ah, Carolina. Carolina's it's been getting better lately, so uh, that should be an interesting game. Carolina right now is a fun team to watch. Their goaltending again is uh, problematic because <sighs> Cam Ward. Again, I'm. I'm. Who's been good of late? I'm not a, a Carolina fan, but th- that team should be better. And I know Cam Ward's playing better. But if even a better Cam Ward is still not a good goalie. But continue. Also, former Bruin great Lee Stepniak. Oh, yes. Good old Lee. Generally. Then uh, on Saturday, we have a, a manatee game at Buffalo. Buffalo. Buffalo's been bad. Very bad. Um, bad. I would argue Buffalo's taken steps backwards from last year. Mm-hmm. Yes, How much of that they, is because of Eichel? They, they've been underneath, they've been an Eichel free zone, and O'Reilly's been inconsistent and occasionally hurt as well. So, O'Reilly. Auto parts. Would this be a nice segue to the bare necessities? Usually about where we put that. Drunk as shit. Right now? Yeah. Kind of. I'm just not going to drink alcohol this week. But again, with the bare necessities, it's about what you're drinking. And we don't always have to drink alcohol. So I'll be eating. Yeah. Uh, You know what? That Saturday game, one o'clock game, I think I'll be making myself a pizza and enjoying some palm pomegranate juice. Nice. Love pomegranate juice. Mm-hmm. Might mix it with We're some seltzer. Planning this far out, but uh, hmm. well, you know, I'm a busy man, Jeff. I'm a very busy man. I have to plan these things out. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, might Bullshit. mix that uh, pomegranate juice with some uh, like uh, sparkling water because it's a very potent juice. You can dilute get some it. Mi- get more mileage out of that. You know, twelve bucks you're going to pay for that little tiny bottle. Exactly. Too. And then you're only paying 99 cents for this, like, uh, one liter of sparkling water. So, even it out, that's just... Yep. Doubles or triples the mileage on that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, who's next? Who else wants to talk about uh, their bare necessities? All right, Anthony. So, I just had 
a friend's Thanksgiving on Saturday, Fantastic. and for it, we got a couple of different holiday packs, one by Line & Kugel and another by Blue Moon that had some fantastic beers in it. The Line & Kugels had brought back their Northwood Lager, which is terrific. Uh, it had this vanilla snowdrift porter, which so fucking good. I can't talk enough about how good that beer is. A cranberry sh- ginger shandy and a uh, Bavarian Dunkel, which I've gotten into recently with the Julius Ector my boss bought me last week. Fantastic. <laughs> never gets old and the blue moon had some interesting stuff in it too it had some it had blue moon in it naturally but a uh, cinnamon horchetta which not very good for me but my wife likes it so I said, like her. you might be the only person who doesn't like it but that's okay yeah that's that's fine mm-hmm. um, I enjoy cinnamon <laughs> um it has a cocoa brown ale which doesn't have a lot of chocolate flavor to it you'd think it would but it's all right and then uh the one i really wanted to try that got drank immediately last night was a cappuccino oatmeal stout. Woo! So I think later on this week, I'm going to get one and or both of those 12 packs again. Good. <laughs> There's some damn fucking good beers in it. Boom. Beer. That, that, that should be a tagline. Yes. All right. Oh, sack, sack, sack. Actually, <laughs> Tim, <laughs> that should be a tagline. Yeah. I say keep keep rolling. What you what are you drinking this week? Or eating? Um, you know, just again. Well, first of all, eating. I have so much green bean casserole, and it's my oh, yeah. it's my favorite side dish for holidays is green bean casserole. So I have a ton of that right now. So it's delicious. But today, watching the game, I actually found Narragansett Del Shandy at yeah. Saws in Augusta, which. I wasn't able to find it when it was in season. So finding it now was even more That's, that's bizarre stuff. Gansett, so, unofficial sponsor of Barely, of Barely on Topic. Basically. Yeah. So I, I definitely finished that up today. Also, I went out today to kind of look for different things. I bought a, a variety pack of Woodchuck hard yeah. cider. Love Woodchuck. Yeah, in Vermont. Stuff. Definitely good stuff. And um, some Jolly Traveler. Also brewed in Vermont. It's their um, winter shandy. It's got like just a bunch of winter flavors. I believe it's like cranberry and a few other things in there. But it's delicious. If you guys haven't tried the Traveler yet, I recommend it because they have the Elusive Traveler, which is like grapefruit. They have pumpkin. They have a bunch of different ones, and they're just really good. There you go. Someone got a text message. (laughs) Uh, So, Jeff. All of us. Yeah. Yeah, you all did. It was the same message, I think. Oh, <laughs> really? Yeah. No, yeah. Okay. I actually didn't get a message, sadly. No one loves Anyway, um, well, I just just have a, a splash left of this growler that I had yesterday from my... my also had a, Thanksgiving, a Friendsgiving yesterday, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah. of a Lazy Bear Brewing Bare Bones IPA. Barely on topic. That, that, sh- that should be bears our official bears beer. Bears and bears and bears. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't Plus great. IPA. Oh, never, never mind. Um, and then what's in my fridge right now? I got some Propeller Brewing Pumpkin Ale, which is an odd choice for me, um, but uh, it's there. And uh, Boxing Rock Brewing, a bottle of Boxing Rock Brewing, um, a Sunken Ledge Porter. Oh, I really it's quite like good. Porters. A lot of breweries have no idea how to do a porter. They tend to come out to be stouts with a lot of people with a lot of breweries. That's very true. But a well-executed porter is, you know. Very meaty. Jeff, if you ever make it down south, I will gladly give you one of my favorite porters. Um, that is Foothills Brewing People's Porter. It's like the only good beer they have, but they do mm-hmm. it well. You know what? Achieving a porter absolves them from all else, really. Okay. Because, again, most brewers have absolutely no idea how to make a porter. They, yeah, Foothills makes a good porter, and then they make 50 million IPAs. 
this the world needs more IPAs. Yes, they do. I love IPAs. Oh, then honestly. okay, Tim, you you come down. I'll get myself a People's Porter, and you can have the fifty million IPAs. Sounds good to me. <laughs> Seriously, my favorite thing is a good IPA. Okay, a good IPA. Yes, problem is there's a lot. Of, people have this thing about making more bad IPAs, Tim. Yeah. That's the problem. I'm, that's true too. I just there's one actually by Shipyard oh. Brewed here in Maine. Bad IPAs. Yeah. It's called like Monkey Fist. Bear Brewing of uh, Digby, Nova Scotia. <laughs> monkey Fist IPA, brewed by Shipyard here in Maine, is fantastic. It's got a monkey punching you on a label, and it's fantastic. Monkey Fist IPA. Everyone should drink it all the time. Boom. Well, there you go. That's, can carry. <laughs> that's been uh, the bare necessities, and now I'll close it like we have uh, often do. I'm going to ramble about where you can find us. So you can find us on SoundCloud. That's the HQ. It's where it all happens. You can find us on uh, uh, other apps such as Stitcher, iTunes, and the Google Play Store. If you wish to reach out to us, you can reach out to us on Twitter at BarelyOnTopic. We are also on Facebook. If you wish to converse with us in a chat room-like setting uh, with lots of GIFs, and we talk about food a lot, uh, you can find us on Bobby2Bergy.com. Um, I, uh, I, I enjoy our, our morning conversations. I think they're fantastic. Anything else? I feel like I'm forgetting something. Anyway. Word.